Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. AMFM247.com, Amazon Alexa, as well as many others. And um, here is some information on our latest sponsor. They bring us Madison, this. And I want to let you know about a children's book that builds up their self-esteem and encourages them to realize we are all different in one way or another. And that's okay. Again, it builds up their self-esteem at an early age. Please help by ordering Mommy, Why Come? Accepting Differences on Amazon. Thank you. That is an absolutely amazing piece of business. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Okay, we are going to go to Herbie J. Pilato here in just a few moments. And the last time (laughs) we had Herbie J. on this program... Uh, it was it was interesting. Um, Frank Catola was with us, and uh, we had just an interesting um, conversation, I guess. But uh, today we are going to be chatting about Mary Tyler Moore with Herbie, and uh, Herbie J. Pilato. His latest book is Mary. The Mary Tyler Moore story. It's all about the incredible TV and movie star Mary Tyler Moore, who died two years ago at the age of 80. And we're going to call Herbie right now here on our big broadcast. And we'll get him in here. And then we're also going to get our special co-host on for this. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. Please leave your name and your number. We are going to call him right back. We're going to call him right back. He's going to join us on Skype for just a few moments. Hopefully. Maybe. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. He's not available at the moment. So we are going to call him again. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. So we are going to call Herbie again. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. Okay. Well, we may have to call him on the traditional telephone just because of Skype. So, we are going to see if we can pull up Herbie on the telephone. And see if Herbie... Will join us. Maybe. Uh, okay. Let's try him again on Skype. 
see what happens there. Trying to connect with Herbie J. Pilato. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. Please leave your name. And we are going to try to connect once again here with Herbie J. Pilato. Hello, this is Herbie J. Pilato. I'm not available at the moment. Please leave. Okay, let's try him back on the. Traditional telephone here. And see if we can get him. Supposed to be talking to him any moment. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks, absolutely amazing. They have got a brand new... <laughs> that was traumatic. Well, I, uh, it, it is, it, it's technology. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, I, I just wish we could go back to the typewriter. Um, <laughs> give me a couple seconds here. We have got uh, Herbie J. Pilato going to join us today here on our broadcast. He has got a great book. And uh, we're also going to be joined by our co-host for the hour here, Rory Salter, as well. And um, Rory and I are really interested in uh, talking to you about this incredible book here. Um, Rory, can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, how are you? Pretty good, actually. We've got our guest with us today, Herbie J. Pilato. His latest book is Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore story. It's all about the incredible TV and movie star Mary Tyler Moore, who died two years ago at the age of 80 and uh herbie tell me and rory about your book here well i i love mary tyler moore just as much as i loved elizabeth montgomery and when i finished the um well not as much actually but but when i finished the elizabeth montgomery biography i wanted to continue the theme of a female 60s tv stars to do full biographies on those and Mary was the next best one and there were so many similarities between the two women as well which made it kind of uh, interesting to carry through with uh, what will ultimately be a trilogy of books now um, Herbie this this book is incredibly well written talk to me a little bit about Very good. the the book itself well I wanted to make it um, different and more in-depth than any book about Mary Tyler Moore, either that she wrote or that others wrote um, about her. There were other biographies like in the 70s and uh, in the 80s that were written about her. And then, you know, there was these incredible books on the Dick Van Dyke show and the Mary Tyler Moore show. But I wanted to take um, everything a step further to really explore her life in full and her career in full before, during, and after those shows uh, because there was so much that she did. She made like over 200 TV appearances um, alone uh, beyond Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore before and after those shows. Now, uh, now, Rory, uh, I, I, I know you're real familiar with Mary Tyler Moore. I know you've probably got some questions here for, uh, for Herbie. Well, yeah, I mean, she was a very... Uh, 
you know, prolific, very, you know, huge name for so many years. I mean, she kind of, uh, you know, kind of gate, kind of, you know, her start and the way she did things, she opened up the door for so many other people. I mean, she was like the original uh, back in the day. I mean, and then, you know, people followed after, you know, her, but. I tell you, she definitely started something very special and significant with the with the mo- with the movement and with her line of work for sure. And uh, you know, j- just everybody knows Mary Tyler Moore. Everybody would watch her show. Everybody, you know, everybody I've talked to likes her. So I, I don't think there was anybody that ever had any dislike towards her. Is that is that what um, you noticed, I, Herbie? It, I think I uh, agree with most of that. Um, I think it's important, though, in the history of television to realize that Ann Southern, with shows like My Private Secretary, or Private Secretary and the Ann Southern Show, was really one of the first women to have um, a series of her own, um, let alone to play a character who was a working woman. And then, of course, there was Marlo Thomas, and even Mary, Mary Tyler Moore said that Marlo Thomas on That Girl paved the way um, for Mary Richards on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, however, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore off-screen was really one of the first major business executives of the entertainment industry, in addition to Lucille Ball. You know, Lucille Ball had Desi Lou Productions with her husband, Desi Arnaz, and then Mary Tyler Moore formed um, MTM Enterprises with her second husband, Grant Tinker. So in that way, certainly, uh, and in every way, she was groundbreaking. But um, Ann Southern and uh, Marlo Thomas really paved the way for that. And then certainly the 1970s and the women's liberation movement, it was just time. And Mary just not rode the, the coattails, but certainly created the coattails as well. Now, uh, now, Herbie, um, you, you mentioned that there, that she was one of TV's first female executives. One good position led to another for her in the entertainment world. Um, explain the steps here. Hello? Uh, explain the steps, Herbie, uh, to us about Mary Tyler Moore becoming one of TV's first female executives. Well... It really, I mean, she was an actress. She started out as a dancer, and she really always wanted to be a movie musical star, but by the time she matured as an actress or became known as an actress, they weren't making those movies anymore. So the first major role that she became uh, known for was a uh, smaller part, an unseen role on Richard Diamond, Private Eye, and then, of course, The Dick Van Dyke Show. And when around 1961, when that show came on, she had already been married with her first to her first husband, Richard Meek, Meeker, but she met Grant Tinker. Grant Tinker was an ad executive who worked to help um, the, the advertising for the Dick Van Dyke show, and he saw her and they fell in love. And he saw a major potential with her, and he really was of the individual who pushed her to the forefront of the Dick Van Dyke show, because that show originally was supposed to be just based on uh, Rob Petrie's, played by Dick Van Dyke, his office, and, you know, working for the Ellen Brady show, and Rose Marie was supposed to really be the female star of that show. But there was the home thing going on with Laura, and, you know, because of her popularity in, in general, and then Grant Tinker seeing that popularity, he and Mary became, you know, Mary divorced Richard Meeker, who was a lovely man, 
Um, it's just that he wanted a wife and she wanted to be a star, and Grant Tinker was the one that made that happen. So Correct. after Dick Van Dyke, when it ended, and really Mary was the one responsible for ending that show, even though Carl Reiner has said, you know, that he wanted to end the series after five years, and certainly Dick Van Dyke um, um, was, you know, becoming a movie star, did amazing, he was an amazing talent. But yeah. Mary really, really wanted to be a film star, and she, they, I think Dick Van Dyke and Carl Reiner would have gone on for uh, another three or four years of the show, but Mary, on the insistence, I think, of Grant Tinker, said, no, let's, I want to go be a movie star, so let's end the show. Well, then she went on to make some, you know, not-so-wonderful films, mostly because Grant Tinker was a television guy, and he really didn't know the movie business. You know, and then finally, after a movie like the last thing she did in 1969 before the Mary Tyler Moore show was A Change of Habit, you know, with Elvis Presley, where she played a nun, a nun, and Elvis Presley played a surgeon. I mean, you know, it just wasn't going to work, and it didn't, really. And so then she did a TV move or a TV special with Dick Van Dyke. She reunited, and something called um, Dick Van Dyke and the Other Woman. And it was because of that special that CBS then looked at her and gave her the Mary Tyler Moore show. And that's where everything took off as far as, you know, or not sequels, but spinoffs and and other shows that MTM Productions did, like Rhoda and Phyllis and Hill Street Blues and The White Shadow and on and on. And then she became this, they, they became this power power house of, of, uh, of a super uh, man and wife team. And speaking, speaking of, um, of this, you know, I do have a question regarding uh, Dick Van Dyke. You know, th- there's been uh, biographies and, and different uh, documentaries made about him. I mean, he's still going really well and uh, driving and everything. Amazing. He's, yeah, he's still, he's still working it. But apparently he, during his TV sets, he would be drunk on set. And, uh, I mean, that was in a bunch of different things. Can you... Uh, con- yeah, can can you talk Hello? about that? And is, is is are those just rumors, Herbie, or, or what what was some of yeah, that? Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I don't I don't ever remember hearing that Dick Van Dyke was drunk on the set, but Dick Van Dyke was an admitted alcoholic, and he has talked about that extensively, and as was Mary during the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, you know, and they both drank, but they were never drunk on the set. They were always professionals. They drank when they got home, and no one ever knew the issues that they were going through until later when Dick Van Dyke did a movie called The Morning After, where he played an alcoholic. And then eventually Mary... We've got uh, Rory Sauter with us today. We also have uh, Herbie J. Pilato with us. And um, now, Herbie, uh, where, 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 where do we get your book at, my friend? I think we might have lost. We have lost him. Okay, we'll do this. We will call everybody back. We will call him back. Okay. 
See what we, happened now? Uh, I don't know. It, it's technology. You 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 were you <laughs> you were, you you were you were talking to us about uh, about years later with uh, with Dick Van Dyke making the morning after. Pick up where you left off there, um, okay. Herbie. So Dick Van Dyke made made a TV movie called The Morning After, where he played an alcoholic, and then it all came into the you know he admitted that he had issues of alcoholism and. Uh, and Mary eventually admitted as well, but they were again. I never heard of a um, any rumor or any anything that could st- substantiate that they were drunk on the set or that it affected their performances because it never did. Um, they were closet alcoholics, for lack of a better term, and um, and so you know. And then Mary had diabetes. She was diagnosed with diabetes around the time of the Mary Tyler Moore show, and that. To help diabetes as an alcoholic, and certainly she had her plastic surgery issues. And you know, I and I talked to a few doctors about this, and I explained it in the book. You're ultimately really not supposed to have any kind of surgery when you're a diabetic, and and when you have something as elective as cosmetic surgery. Oh my goodness. I really believe in my heart of hearts, and this is my opinion, that had she not had the extensive cosmetic surgeries that she did over time, she would still be alive today. The odd thing is that she admitted that it wasn't always the right thing to do, either cosmetic-wise or health-wise, but she kept on having the surgeries. And she, I think she took away her charming, adorable, natural beauty looks. And I'm not against cosmetic surgery, okay? Yeah. I'm against extensive cosmetic surgery where it becomes obsessive, and it did with Mary. We've got uh, Rory Sauter with us today. We also have uh, our great guest, uh, Herbie J. Pilato. He joins us today here on Skype Audio as well. Now, um, uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Ma- Mary starred on this popular TV show, people thinking that Dick and Mary were were a married couple in real life. Uh, is that just because they, they were so good together on screen there, Herbie? Oh, absolutely. The chemistry was, you know, unmistakable. And, um, you know, when Mary first auditioned to the role, Dick thought that, he, that she was a little too young for him, but ultimately Carl Reiner said, no, this is, this is the one. Um, when Mary went to do the Mary Tyler Moore show, one of the original concepts for that series was that she was to be a divorcee, or a divorcee, however you say it. And um, CBS said, oh, no, 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 we can't have Mary Tyler Moore playing someone divorced because everybody will think that uh, you divorced Dick Van Dyke and nobody would accept that. So that's when they just made her out to be a woman who had just broken up with her boyfriend and she moved to Minneapolis to start a new life. That's amazing. That is, that, that, that is amazing that, uh, that, that CBS would, uh, would, would have that much of a, uh, a creative, uh, I guess, a twist on, on, on the show. I just think that's fantastic. Now, um, now Herbie, um, uh, talk to us a little bit about her lack of self-esteem. Uh, this is something that, that uh, a lot of folks over the years have written about. You write about it in this book. Uh, talk to me and Rory about that part of it. 
Yeah, the uh, self-esteem, I believe, in my research and in, in um, understanding her, her life fully, or at least um, most of her life, as much as I could, um, she was sexually abused as a child, and I think that whatever lack of self-esteem that she had or self, whatever self-esteem that she didn't have began with that, and I think, um, you know, there have been studies that have have proven that those who are sexually abused as, as children are very angry and they have several personal issues as a result because of it. So I don't think she ever really got the help that she needed in dealing with that and her anger and her lack of self-worth was an outgrowth of that sexual abuse and then she became an alcoholic and there was all, you know, she didn't think she was pretty enough ever and it just one thing led to the other, and, you know, she was covering up her looks again and going back to cosmetic surgery. It was very, she was a very beautiful human being who did an awful lot for countless individuals. She gave millions of dollars to the uh, Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. She was an animal advocate who rescued hundreds, if not thousands, of animals. Um, and she was loved by millions while making millions of dollars, but she did not know how to love herself, which you will find, not all, but many artists, many actors and actresses, you know, experience that kind of uh, lack of self-esteem that they somehow channel into performing. Um, it, that gives the art into their into their artistry, um, pain and misery. Um, I just, you know, would think that there would be another way that you could find out how to be a good actor without having to do the method acting, the method acting of, um, you know, going back to painful experiences to play um, a, a deep or dark character on screen, as she did with, as Mary did with ordinary people. You know, she played a not-so-nice woman um, who lost her son um, in Ordinary People and to, to suicide, and right when that film came out, she lost, Mary lost her son in real life, not to suicide, but to, to an accidental uh, gun uh, wound. Uh, her, son was her adult son was playing with guns. He collected guns, and he accidentally shot himself. So that... <laughs> I mean, that was just just a dreadful, horrible irony that anybody, number one, would have to lose their son, but then having it to be Mary Tyler Moore in the public eye after she played this character who lost the son, and it's just, just horrible. You know, she had a very, very tough life, a very tough life. Now, uh, Rory... Uh I, I, I know you've got a couple more questions here for uh, for our guest, Herbie. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, you know, the way he has uh, written this book and, you know, the insight and uh, the light he's shining uh, for people that didn't know some of the, you know, the, the lifestyle and, the uh, you know, different personal adventures that uh, Mary Tyler Moore, you know, was went through and lived through. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. I, um, you know, I think it's great. And, and, you know, we, you know, you're putting together a book and a lot of these people, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say everyone, but there's a lot that probably don't know the stuff that you're saying in the book. And it's just, uh, 
information for these people that admire her and, and, and liked her work, you know? Well, thank you very much for saying that, Rory. I worked um, the hardest on the, this book than I've ever worked before on any previous book, including Twitch Upon a Star. And there were some flaws, I think, with Twitch Upon a Star, and I tried to fix those flaws when I wrote this book. Yeah. And yet at the same time, you know, as the founder and executive of the uh, director of the Classic TV Preservation Society, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the positive influence of classic TV shows, it was difficult for me to write the Elizabeth Montgomery biography, and it was difficult for me to write this biography on Marriage Hill Moore because, you know, it was they both were such complicated women who had several issues, and how do you how do you deal with those issues as a journalist without coming off as this you know, a horrible writer who writes exposés. I mean, it was, it was tough. But I believe I handled every topic with respect and with dignity uh, in Twitch and in Mary the Mary Tyler Moore, sto as, yeah. uh, Mary Tyler Moore story as, as, much with, as much as I could. Because it's not who I am. That's not how right. I wanted to write. And that's not how I wanted to be perceived. And I felt just as with Twitch Upon a Star... Um, that I do with Mary Taylor Moore, that if I didn't write these books, some hack would, yeah. and 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 write some horrible, hurtful expose on Mary, and that's not what I wanted to happen. So I finally came to terms with all of that, and I did the best I could uh, for the highest good of all concerned. Well, God bless you, because there's so many writers in today's industry that will just write a book and they don't care who it hurts they'll write all the fabrications in the world just because they want a big paycheck no i i i, I, I and you know what i probably would have got a bigger paycheck from possibly a, a different publisher and i did have a couple um who were interested before this but they did want the exposés you know and i just i just wasn't going to do it you know i will address her issues and, but, and I will mention that, yes, she was obsessed with this and obsessed with that, and she had this and she had that. But you know what? We all have issues. <laughs> you know, that we're, we're all human beings. And Mary was a beautiful human being, as I said before. And the, I would love the reader to come away with a realistic view of her, but not calling her evil or thinking yeah. that she was evil because she was not evil. Maybe she wasn't always the nicest person in the room, okay? But that didn't prevent her or that shouldn't uh, label her as evil because of the beauty that she brought to the world, not just with her performances, but again, with her charitable heart. She did so much. You, don't, you're not, you, you can't be an evil person and do the things that she did. You can be a complicated person who lived a full life, which is what she did, but she was not an, uh, an evil person. She just wasn't always a nice person all the time. Well, you know, she was a busy human being, and she admitted it. See, everything yeah. that I'm saying, she admitted. You know, people used to come up to her and say, yeah, gee, I wish I could be like Mary Richards. And she would say, yes, so, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that, that, is, that is funny. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask, um, have you read? Hello? 
Hey, you cut out there, Rory. Uh, re yeah, repeat that, please. Gonna, uh, oh, can you hear? Can you hear me now? Yep, we've got you. We've got you. Repeat that, please. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, have you, uh, while writing the book, reached out uh, to any of Mary Tyler Moore's friends or family or anything like that, and like her anybody in her close circle? I um, reached out originally to uh, her husband, Dr. Robert Levine. Um, her last husband was. Um, dedicated and loved her dearly for 30 years. I reached out to him through the, um, his rep, and who was happened to be his Mary's same rep, and they, they declined. I don't know if he did, but they did for him. And then I had his phone number, and there was no um, voicemail and no message system. I don't know if he saw my ID, caller ID, and he knew it was me calling, and he knew I was writing the book, and he didn't answer. I don't know. But I did reach out to him. Those who I, I did interview include Ed Asner, um, Larry Matthews from the Dick Van Dyke Show, played Little Richie, Gavin McLeod from the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Karen uh, Sharp, Kramer, who was up for the role of Laura Petrie and who had acted with Mary years before. Bill Persky, who wrote for the Dick Van Dyke Show and who remained friends uh, with Mary until uh, the day she died. Um, Carol Channing, who acted with uh, Mary on uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Um, I mean, a, a lot of people. Uh, but not Dick Van Dyke. I, I didn't hear back from Dick Van Dyke either. But the great thing about um, today's technology is that there's so many interviews that Mary gave in print and that are on video that I coordinated much of those of her own words that have never been published in one book uh, in, in, into, into Mary. In addition to, there's you know, a wonderful guy named David Davis who is not the producer of, uh, of the MTM Productions, but another David Davis who did uh, a magazine on Mary called Mary, and he helped a great deal with, with the research. Um, just, just uh, I couldn't have done the book without him, and not as well anyway. So, so much, I, I put it all together in one book, in one strong narrative, I think is a strong narrative, and again, that I pulled together with as much dignity as I could. Well done, man. Very well done. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Rory. That, it, just an absolute uh, amazing guest with us today. Herbie J. Pilato joins us. Now, uh, as we wrap up here with you, Herbie, tell me and Rory and our audience where we can get the book, how we can reach out to you, a little bit about the Classic Television Association, everything. Well, yeah, the book is uh, available in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle on Amazon.com. It's not yet available on BarnesandNoble.com, but if you have a Barnes & Noble close to you, you can go walk right into the store and ask for Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore story by Herbie J. Pilato, and they were ordered for you. Or you could order it directly from me, personally signed, through my website, HerbieJPilato.com. Or you can email me directly at hjpilato at yahoo.com, and you can order, like I say, directly through me. The Classic TV Preservation Society you can also connect with through herbiejpilato.com or classictvpreserve.org. I do classic TV and self-esteem seminars for schools and colleges and community centers and senior centers, and I will come to your school 
um, or your, your community center or your business to talk about the importance of classic TV and self-esteem and how we can use classic TV to increase our self-esteem. That's awesome. Not- that's Very fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. Now, uh, I, I guess before we let you go, uh, what, what, what's next for you as an author, uh, Herbie? What, what, what do you have out there, my friend? Exciting stuff. Well, i got a couple yeah. things planned. Um, I'd, I'd, li- I'm, I'd like to finish up this trilogy. There was a Liz, you know, Elizabeth Montgomery, Mary Tyler Moore, and I'm, I'm right now considering one other actress to do a biography on. Um, then possibly I would start doing biographies on um, guys of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, I did a book called Dashing, Daring, and, and Debonair, uh, television, television's iconic men, or got, television's iconic males of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So I might do separate biographies on them, but I also have a, an illustrated book that I'm working on, on a co- big coffee table book, as well as TV movies and, and scripts that I'm working on and uh, various other uh, projects. So I'm busy, thank goodness. <laughs> well, that's good, that's good. Well, uh, I appreciate it, my friend, and uh, we are going to take a, uh, a time out here, and we will reconnect with Rory on Skype here in just a few moments. But, uh, Herbie, thanks for being with us today. Really enjoyed the conversation, my friend. Thank you so much, and thank you, uh, Rory, for uh, loving the book so much and your yeah. kind words. That, that meant a lot to me. Absolutely, Herbie, and I look forward to your future projects as well. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Well, we're going to take a break be back with Rory here in just a few moments. Thank you, Herbie, as always. And uh, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the big broadcast. We are coast to coast. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.